Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you. You can text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Get the show notes, the podcast, the live stream, all that good stuff. It's happening again. It's 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 happening again. Uh, it's it's impressive. You you should know the story is out there. This is from CBS News today. It's all the buzz online. It has Democrats a little bit perturbed. The typical American household must spend an additional eleven thousand four hundred thirty four dollars annually just to maintain the same standard of living they enjoyed in January of 2021, right before inflation soared to 40-year highs, according to a recent analysis of government data. Such figures underscore the financial squeeze many families continue to face, even as the rate of U.S. inflation recedes and the economy by many measures remains strong with the jobless rate at a two-decade low. Even so, Many Americans say they aren't feeling those gains. And this fall, more people reported struggling financially than they did prior to the pandemic, according to CBS News polling. Inflation is the main reason Americans express pessimism about the economy, despite its bright points, which also include stronger wage gains in recent years. Now, one more paragraph here. Average hourly pay for workers has increased robust 13.6% since January 2021, although that lags the 17% increase in inflation during the same period, according to government data. The main categories requiring heavier spending for consumers simply to tread water, food, transportation, housing, and energy, which together account for almost 80 cents of every dollar in additional spending, according to the analysis from Republican members of the U.S. Senate Joint Economic Committee. Now, keep in mind, according to Bloomberg the other day, wages are up 20%. But when you combine it with inflation, wages are only up six-tenths of 1%. Does it not seem the floodgates are opening on this? Just step back with me for just a moment, because I want to explain to you what's going on here, because I have a theory, and I'm right. What's, what's happening is, for the last year, Americans have been telling the media, we're not happy. The economy's not good. Things are expensive. And the reply from the media has been, you don't know what you're talking about. The economy's doing better than every other economy on the planet. You have no idea how blessed you are. Oh, you're you're not actually, yeah, for a little while you were, but inflation's come down. It's not that bad now. Your wages have gone up. I can't tell you the number of Democrats and progressives I know who, when you point out inflation, they say, but wages have gone up. But not as much as inflation. But it, it's their it's their apologetics, it's their catechism. It's it's why have why has inflation increased? Inflation has increased because of so much money in the public sector, but it's okay because your wages have gone up to offset the increase. That's that's the catechism of the left right now. 
They acknowledge inflation's gone up. They acknowledge inflation's gone up because of how much money has been stirring around in the economy. But then they say, it's okay, your wages have gone up too, except your wages haven't gone up enough. But for a year now, people have been complaining about this. They've complained about the brisket. They've complained about the turkey. They've complained about the ketchup. First, it was the shortages. Then it was the cost. Your milk's more expensive. Your egg's more expensive. Your pork's more expensive. Your bacon's more expensive. Your beef's more expensive. Your hamburger buns are more expensive. Your gas is more expensive. Your vegetables are more expensive. It's all more expensive. They tell you to shop the perimeter of the grocery store and avoid the middle aisles with the heavily packaged processed foods, and you do it, and everything's gone up. The only thing that hadn't gone up ridiculously is the beyond and impossible meats because nobody buys them. It always did strike me as an aside, very funny, during the pandemic when you had all those massive shortages at the grocery store, there was never a shortage of the fake meats in the vegetarian frozen section of the of the grocery store. You could eat well off Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers because nobody was buying them. Still the case today. But while Americans were complaining and viscerally upset about gas going up and groceries going up and power bills going up and water bills going up and everything going up in price. The media was telling you the economy is fine. I don't know what you're complaining about. Your wages have gone up. What you people, you're just, you're on social media and you're bitter. You're watching Fox News. You've got contempt for Joe Biden and you're blaming him and everything is fine. You people are ungrateful for Joe and Kamala. And then what happened? Two days ago, Bloomberg comes out with a story. And Bloomberg's story is, you know what actually turns out people are right. Turns out things are more expensive. Turns out inflation hasn't been offset by wage growth. It it turns out people really aren't getting ahead at all. It turns out that uh, fast food prices are up. Rent prices are up. Energy prices are up. Even indoor house plants, the cost of them is up. Used cars are up, new cars are up, interest rates are up, everything's more expensive for people. Turns out people have been telling the truth. And now comes CBS News again. The the headline here, this is an important headline. Americans need an extra $11,400 today just to afford the basics. We're not talking lavish living here. Even the one-ply toilet paper is more expensive. And people buy two-ply because they're not animals. We're not talking about the the dude wipes and and the Cottonelle fragrance-free moist towelettes you can wipe your bottom with. We're just talking basic toilet paper. It's more expensive. We're not talking the the fancy free-range eggs at the grocery store. We're talking the generic box of eggs in the styrofoam package that are white and have the red stamps on them. They're more expensive. We're not talking name-brand milk, just the grocery store in-house brand milk. More expensive. Beer, more expensive. Even the delicious and delectable Miller Lite, more expensive. And that includes the hamburger meat, your ground chuck, your slabs of brisket, your chickens whole or cut up, carved and deboned, and the potatoes. The potatoes are more expensive. We're talking the basics. We're not talking the double stuff Oreos. They're more expensive, but we're not even talking the double stuff Oreos just to get by. What do you need? You need milk, eggs, toilet paper, a nice loaf of bread, some vegetables, some meat. Forget the chips. Forget the soft drinks. Forget the crackers. Forget the double stuffed Oreos. Just the basics. 
It's too expensive. Just to survive on, on the basic necessities of life, costs have gone up $11,434. Turns out the American public was right. And all of the bellyaching from Paul Krugman on the editorial page of the New York Times to the talking heads on CNN and CNBC to the anchors across America's networks telling us that everything's fine and the economy's good, turns out they were full of it. Why the shift? Why the shift? After a year of telling us everything's fine, why are they suddenly saying, oh, it turns out Americans are right? Could it be that it's related to a completely different story? Could it be that the media, they're tying this into something else? That the media is not talking about this because of economics. They're not talking about this to relate to you. They're not talking about this to understand you. They're not talking about this to tell you. It turns out you were telling the truth. You know you weren't lying. Could it be a completely separate story that the media is thinking of when they write this story? Could it be the story they're addressing is... Joe Biden is deeply unpopular and too old to run for president again. 70, you know, 88% of Americans want him to step aside. 60% of Democrats want him to step aside. And Donald Trump is beating him in the polling. And Donald Trump always overperforms his polling. Could it be that the media is suddenly telling the truth about the economy because they tried to build the Potemkin Village for Joe Biden to run for re-election. They tried to prop up the Potemkin Village to make the economy look shiny, to make it look like we're outperforming, to make it look like everything is fine and dandy, and it failed, and Joe Biden's popularity is in the tank. He's getting even more unpopular. Donald Trump is ahead of him in the polling, and so the only thing the media can do now is finally pull the alarm and try to evacuate the building and get Joe Biden out of the White House. I told you people, when Charlie and Philip and I were in New York back in, what was it, August or so of, of 2022, September, there were, I, I mean, we met with reporters from Politico, from ABC, from CNN, from Axios, from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from a lot of news organizations. And recurringly, these reporters were telling us that there were big stories that were going to come out about Joe Biden behind the scenes of the White House being kind of out to lunch, being being over his head, being too tired, being exhausted, being too old. And they were going to come out right, right after the election. The disaster that was going to happen for the Democrats was going to push the New York Times to lead the charge against Joe Biden and try to push him for the White House. And then what happened? The Democrats didn't do so badly. The Republicans picked up the House. Their only bright spot for the GOP was picking up the House. They didn't pick up the Senate. They lost some governor's mansions. At the state and local level, it was actually pretty good for the GOP, but nationally, the whole narrative was disaster for the GOP. Suddenly, Joe Biden looked like he could do this. Suddenly, Joe Biden looked like he could rebound. And what's happened since? Those stories didn't come out. Those stories didn't come out. Suddenly, it looked like Joe Biden could rebound, and everybody kept their mouth shut. We're now 45 days from the Iowa caucus. The presidential election season begins in earnest in 45 days. Early voting in some of these races will start soon. Not the caucuses. You don't do early votes in caucuses. Drip, 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 drip. The stories have to start coming now. They've got to build momentum for Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden is the incumbent president, 
the party that holds the White House has their convention last. The Republicans, for reasons I, I well, it, it, it's financial reasons, so the nominee of a party can't start spending party money until they're officially the nominee, and you have to go through the convention to become officially the nominee to start spending the money. So the Republicans have moved their convention up to the end of July. The Democrats are still going to do theirs at the end of August, where they're traditionally done the middle and end of August, spill over into September. The Republicans are going to do theirs at the end of July because they want their nominee to get access to all their money as soon as possible. The Democrats are going to put theirs off till August. Trip, 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 trip trip. The media keeps dripping out these stories. The Democrats get to August. Joe Biden suddenly realizes, gosh darn it, I can't be president of the United States anymore. I'm just too old. I need to spend time with my family and get to know that grandchild in Arkansas I've never known. It gives them time to start rearranging the strategy for the Democratic Party, but the media's got to begin the sabotage of Joe Biden now, and the hilarious irony of how they're beginning the sabotage of Joe Biden is they've simply decided to tell the truth about the economy. Bidenomics sucks. Want to be on the show? Hello? Hello? I, I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. I, I got to tell you, speaking of the Biden administration, one of the most disturbing parts of the administration is learning just how many anti-Semites have invaded um, not just the administration, but are part of the professional core of people in the bureaucracy. It seems the American government is filled up with a bunch of anti-Semites. A lot of them are political appointees of the Biden administration, but it's not just them. Uh, in the CIA, a senior CIA official posted a pro-Palestinian image on Facebook in the wake of Hamas's deadly attack on Israel. Turns out she's an associate deputy director for analysis. The Washington Free Beacon uh, says her name is Amy McFadden and that the CIA confirmed that to the Free Beacon. McFadden was uh, not named but reported on by the Financial Times. The Financial Times did a story, the headline there, senior CIA official posted pro-Palestine image on her Facebook page. Rare public political statement comes amid dissent over White House handling. The CIA's associate deputy director for analysis changed her Facebook cover photo on October 21st to an image of a man waving a Palestinian flag that is often used in stories criticizing Israel. The Financial Times decided not to name her after the intelligence agency expressed concern about her safety. Posting an overtly political image on a public platform is a very unusual move for a senior intelligence official. But wait, there's more. The reason the Free Beacon decided to name her. She's critical of Israel. Her pro-Palestine support comes after the October 7th attack. A review of her LinkedIn page revealed expressions of support for the International Crisis Group that was once headed by the disgraced former White House official Robert Malley that uh, has those ties to Iran. Also, McFadden posted a selfie with a sticker saying Free Palestine superimposed on the photograph on Facebook. She's one of the most senior officials within the CIA, was run once responsible for the president's daily briefing. And this woman advising presidents and the CIA uh, is doing this on her Facebook page. Why are they allowing this to happen? Yeah, she may be 
private citizen, but she works for the CIA, shaping intelligence data. Now, I got to tell you, uh, Swiss America is out there. Uh, I, I read today, actually, that gold is um, starting to surge in the country because uh, there's a, a bet on whether or not the Fed will start cutting rates, and that's good for the gold market. Swiss America wants to tell you how to protect your hard-earned assets now and to talk to you about the secret war on cash being led by the government and corporations. You can get their report, The Secret War on Cash. All you have to do is call or text 800-289-2646. You get a free copy. All you do, you call 800-289-2646, and you mention my name, Eric Erickson. The all-out war on cash includes digital forms of currency. It's spreading. The Secret War on Cash report is free. You call or text 800-289-2646. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or call them or text my name, Eric Erickson, to 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply if you use the number 800-289-2646. Smart, fearless, and occasionally funny. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Delighted to have you with me. As always, you can text Eric to 33777. But let me tell you, if you text DATA to 33777, you get a discount on the daily show notes. Um, Something you might want to think about. Now, we gotta we gotta move on here um, because we got issues, serious issues that we have to talk about, and in particular, we need to talk about Joe Biden funding terrorism. It is not a light thing to discuss our president, and he is our president. He's yours and mine, whether you like him or not. Our president is funding terrorism. You see, Joe Biden has decided the biggest threat to planet Earth, despite his public statements about climate change, Joe Biden has decided the biggest threat to planet Earth is Donald John Trump. And Joe Biden will do anything to stop Donald Trump Going back to the White House. I don't know if you've seen the polling. We're going to get into this later in the show. Sean Trindy, who is a a data analyst, pollster extraordinaire, um, just knows his stuff at Real Clear Politics, has a big piece today that uh, Donald Trump is not only winning, but he is the odds-on favorite to get elected next year if it's him versus Biden. Democrats are freaking out because they don't like Sean Trindy, but they trust his analysis. Joe Biden believes Donald Trump is a bigger threat to the world than climate change, so Joe Biden is funding terrorism to stop Donald Trump. It sounds insane, but allow me to explain. You probably have heard gas prices are declining. In fact, the Biden administration wants you to know that for 65 days in a row, the price of a gallon of gas has gone down. But there's a problem. Oil production. Russia and Saudi Arabia have reduced production. 
Saudi Arabia in particular has dramatically cur curtailed production to drive up the price of a barrel of oil. If you reduce supply of oil, you increase the price of a gallon of gasoline. Biden can't let that happen. We've just had these stories from Bloomberg and CBS News about how expensive things are, finally telling the truth about the consumer economy in America, that things are expensive. They can't let gas get more expensive. If gas gets expensive, then grocery prices get more expensive. Why? Because part of the price of something you buy at the grocery store has priced in the cost of transporting that item from field and farm and, and uh, slaughterhouse to the grocery store. You can't let gas prices go back up. If gas prices go back up, grocery prices go back up, inflation goes back up, interest rates may go up, it could lead to Donald Trump. But Joe Biden is opposed to production of oil in the United States. Yes, yes, Biden supporters will tell you we're producing more oil now than when Donald Trump was president. By the way, that's a true statement. We are producing more oil in this country than when Donald Trump was president. However, had Donald Trump stayed president after COVID, we would be producing even more oil now. What happened was when COVID came, oil production in this country bottomed out. Remember, for a while there, uh, the, the oil refiners of America were paying people to buy oil. Like, they, you want to buy oil? The oil producers were like, no, no, we'll pay you to take it. Production ramped down. Well, production has ramped back up, and it's ramped back up to the point pre-COVID We've exceeded where Donald Trump was. However, if the trends had continued, if COVID hadn't happened, by the time Trump left office, we would have been ahead of an oil production than we are right now with Biden. So Biden can say, in all honesty, that we're producing more oil in this country than when Trump was president, but that's only because of COVID. Had COVID not happened, Trump would have actually been producing more oil than we are right now. The trend lines were there for everyone to see. The production ramp up was there. Biden shut it all down, canceled contracts, canceled leases, got shut back down the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge. He's taking credit for things that would have occurred naturally, but actually are occurring far more slowly than they would have if Trump was still president. Which gets to Joe Biden funding the terrorists. Joe Biden doesn't want us to extract more oil in this country, but he can't afford for gas prices to go up because that politically helps Donald Trump. So Joe Biden has allowed Iran to sell oil again. Iran has already made $80 billion on the sale of oil. And Joe Biden has just blessed Iran doing more sales of oil on the open market to contain gas prices. They're very honest about it. It's to contain gas prices. Here's what is Becky Quick with CNBC. Look, with the Iranian sanctions, uh, let's just be clear, the United States has said, okay, we have these sanctions, but it's basically been acknowledged that they're going to continue to allow that oil to be sold elsewhere because they don't want, the United States politicians don't want oil prices going up either because it really ticks off voters to be paying more at the pump, especially in an election year. Well, Becky, that's a great question because you are seeing action from the United States Congress to tighten those sanctions up. You have broad bipartisan support for a bill that just passed the House of Representatives that would not only you know, mandate stricter enforcement, but also target foreign ports that are taking Iranian cargo. So I do think you're seeing new pressure from Congress to tighten up these sanctions because they're essentially saying 
are those Iran exports essentially the bank for groups like Hamas? So I do think there is real pressure from Capitol Hill to potentially force the administration's hand in terms of sanctions enforcement. Again, we don't know the degree of support in the White House for this. Amos Huxley has said they're going to tighten them up. But the question is, are we going to see the full 700,000 off the market? How much do we see in terms of rigorous enforcement from this administration? Because you're right, they don't want higher oil prices. Well, now we know. No more rigorous enforcement. Anthony Blinken and um, what's his name, the, the John Kirby, the security spokesman, have both said and both acknowledged that this money goes to fund terrorism. They, they both said it. They, they've acknowledged it, that Iran uses its money to fund terrorism around the world. You allow Iran access to the oil market. Iran sells oil. It takes the money from that oil and trains Hamas soldiers how to attack Israel. It trains terrorists how to attack the world. Joe Biden has a very twisted America first policy. Donald Trump has an America first policy. So does Joe Biden. The problem is that Joe Biden's is a twisted, sick America first policy where he's okay if people around the world die at the hands of Iranian funded terrorists, so long as gas prices in America stay low because Donald Trump is a bigger threat to the world than Iranian terrorism. That's Joe Biden's America first strategy. We got to keep gas prices low so we can bring down inflation so Donald Trump doesn't get reelected. And if it means allowing terrorists to kill Americans overseas, it's okay. America first, baby. That's Joe Biden's foreign policy. That's Joe Biden's domestic policy. Joe Biden and the Iranians both have a vested interest in making sure Donald Trump does not return to power. Kasim Soleimani say what? Hmm? Yeah. Uh-huh. The Iranians do not want Donald Trump back. Joe Biden does not want Donald Trump back. So Joe Biden will turn a blind eye to Iran selling oil and then using the money to fund Hamas and other terror groups. It really is sick and twisted, isn't it? It really is. His administration has admitted Iran uses the money to fund terror. They've admitted it. They've said as much. Anthony Blinken has said it. John Kirby has said it. They know where the money is going to go. It's not going to go to feed the Iranian people. Iran is not going to take the money from these sales and feed the Iranian people. They, they've never done that. They won't start doing that. What they do is they fund the terrorists. They taught Hamas how to do what it was doing. They allowed Hamas to train to learn the strategies to kill the Israelis. It's what they do. You've got the CIA and the FBI warning, we may already have Hezbollah and Hamas in this country across the southern border. I kind of suspect they won't do anything to rile people up here because that might hurt Joe Biden. They'd rather have him than Donald Trump. They'll just wait for Trump to be president. And then, of course, you know something will happen and the Democrats will blame Donald Trump. Remember 9-11 happened uh, less than nine months after George W. Bush became president and the Democrats were all like, well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 all George Bush's fault. He's, he's the president.
That's what they'll do. A day after Donald Trump becomes president, Hamas does something in this country, and the Democrats will be like, well, he's the president. It's his fault. It's a sick and twisted American first strategy that Joe Biden has deployed. It is sick and it is twisted. And they don't care. They don't care because they believe Donald Trump, they have internalized the talking points of the Democratic Party that Donald Trump is actually far worse a threat than anything that the Iranians could do. Again, here's Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, on October 7th, talking to Kristen Walker, Air Welker, at Meet the Press. Let, 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 me, let me rearrange this audio for you so you can hear it. This is important for you to hear. Again, the Secretary of State talking to Meet the Breast. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened. Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like, uh, like Hamas. Uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions. It's done that when there haven't been sanctions. And it's always prioritized that. Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. That was Joe Biden, Secretary of State, saying that. And yet Joe Biden is allowing Iran to sell oil, to fund terrorists, because as long as those terrorists don't do anything here, oil prices stay down, gas prices stay down, and Joe Biden might think he has a fighting chance to stop Donald Trump. He is literally compromising the lives of people globally because he's convinced Donald Trump is that big of a threat. That is a demented, sick and twisted America first style policy by Joe Biden. It's not putting actual lives of people first. It's just putting Joe Biden's political ambitions in the United States first. But yeah, that's what we're dealing with with the President of the United States. Now, I gotta move on. I gotta tell you about the Eden Pure three pack before I get out of here. Right now you can get Eden Pure's uh Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You get three of them for less than two hundred dollars. You get free shipping, you get you save two hundred dollars. All you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com, you put in the discount code Eric, E R I C K. You take you straight through to the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You get three of them, less than two hundred dollars. You save two hundred dollars. You get free shipping and eliminate odors, smoke odors, litter box odors, pet odors, smoke, uh, tobacco odors. You name it. Uh, cooking odors. They wipe them out. They also get rid of the pollen and the dust floating in the air. Where they shine, where I use them, odor elimination. You can plug it up in a car with a USB cord. Plug it into a wall, hotel room, rental car, RV, basement. You name it, wherever you need it. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code Eric. My name E R I C K. Get three of them for less than two hundred dollars. Save two hundred dollars. Get free shipping. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Join Eric's Army of Activists. Text ARMY to 33777 now. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. You're buying a building, you're building a building, you're buying a franchise, they can help you. FirstLibertyGA.com. They really, though, want me to wish you a Merry Christmas on their behalf. Uh, good people, the Frost family. They've been helping businesses since the early 90s. If you want them on your side, reach out to them, FirstLibertyGA.com. But know they want you to, one, have a Merry Christmas, and two, remember the reason for the season is Christ, not commercialism. Now, I want to go check out Brian's phone call here. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, good, Eric. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? 
Not a whole lot. Um, I just was calling. I want to let you know um, I own 12 oil wells out in West Texas, and you would think I'd be a, 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 a one of the clampets, you know, with all the money and everything else. But in this country, and I agree with what you were saying with the money on the back half of Iran, but in this country – there's so many taxes and stuff that are involved. Every every gallon of oil that's pumped out of the ground, uh, there's heavy state and federal taxes that are in, in, in put onto the production of the oil. And but what a lot of people don't know is the amount of of commissions that are paid on imported oil into this country. We're talking anywhere from seventy to ninety million dollars a day so that's why they want to buy the oil from overseas that's why they want to bring it in here it's one of the reasons why hunter was so heavily involved in overseeing the oil deals and everything else was because of the amount of money and the commissions that were being paid oh interesting. Um, so yeah look i i it, it's first of all i i feel for you because you, you got these oil wells in texas and you should be flying around on net jets, and, and the government's taking all the money from you and vilifying you, too, because, I mean, Brian, your, your carbon footprint, you, you're you basically a mass murderer at this point. Greta <laughs> 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 Thunberg is going to come scowl at you, Brian. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, yep, it, it's, but yeah, it's absolutely. It's, it, the, the cost of rents, they incentivize the import of oil into this country, don't they? Exactly, because of the... Commissions that are paid, $80 million a day is going into somebody's pocket on these oil deals of the, of the millions of barrels that are being brought in every every day into this country. And that's what the whole bottom line is. It's all about money. Um, for, every, for every dollar that's pumped out of the ground in Texas, the state of Texas gets 50 cents right off the top. And then, then you have your, you know, federal taxes that are that are on top of that, and your county taxes as well for each county that we are in, uh, three different counties out there. Wow. And well, so, look, I I, yeah. I, I got to let you go there because I got this hard break coming up, but but I appreciate it. And yeah, I don't I don't think people understand that as much as uh, the Biden administration talks about encouraging domestic oil production, it, how uh, the the not just costs but licensing. Uh, the taxation, the property taxes, all that stuff uh, impact the price of the barrel of oil. And you got to, like, have it at economies of scale to make any sort of money in this country, which is why so many American oil companies invest so much abroad, uh, even though there's massive oil reserves in this country. It's just ridiculously expensive to have to deal, deal with them. Now, when we come back, uh, I will take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. But we got to talk about Donald Trump. Uh, no, I look, y'all know my feelings on him. But the reality here is that Donald Trump, if the election were held tomorrow, would become president of the United States, even with the Electoral College, not just with the popular vote. And I don't know that it's it started to dawn on Democratic strategists that they have a real problem. But the conventional wisdom in this country is that uh, there's no way Donald Trump could ever be elected president again. See, I disagree with people on Gavin Newsom as well. You talk to even a lot of Republicans, they're like, oh, man, Gavin Newsom, he, he'd be... No, I don't think Gavin Newsom would be hard to beat at all. Uh, I, I think Donald Trump could curb stomp the dude. I really do. Um, 
the reality is that if the election were held tomorrow, Donald Trump would be president of the United States. And I don't know that enough people appreciate that, whether they want him or not. I mean, the, the true believers will always say their guy is going to win. Uh, but when you get beyond the true believers, uh, the, the media conventional wisdom is this will never happen. And yet, yes, it will happen uh, unless dynamics change right now. And those dynamics don't appear to be changing, which puts him the odds on favorite next year. Now, it'd be more burdensome than some of the other candidates running, but he can do it. And we need to talk about it.